Hey guys, welcome to Emmaus Way. We're glad you're here, third week of Advent. And we've got a packed evening tonight, uh, including a potluck, and we've also got a, an ordination for our good friend John Shantz, and so we're glad uh, he's here and uh, want to get going so we have some time for everything. Our call to gather is from uh, our Right 7 project. It's a great Peter Himmelman song called Mission of My Soul that we've done before. And it's fairly repetitive if you haven't heard it, so uh, if you're just picking it up for the first time, you'll probably get it. We'd love to have you sing along with us. We talk about this idea of being missional here at Emmaus Way, and it's sort of a fancy way to talk about how our faith is walked out on a daily basis in the way that we care for people. And as John is embarking on this journey of professional caring for people, thought this would be appropriate. Joined by our good friends Sarah Busman on flute and Dale Baker on drums, and I'm Wade. When you need me, I'll stand beside you. There for you, wherever you go. When you're hungry, I'll satisfy you. That's the mission of my soul. Yeah, 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 Confession, I'm there to listen. When you're crossing the ocean, I've got a boat to roll. When you need attention, your audience won't be missing. That's the mission, mission of my soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When you're sleepy, I'll make you bed now. When you're unsure, I'm gonna let you know. I'll say, baby. Don't trouble your head now That's the mission, mission of my soul Yeah That's the mission of my soul We gonna work it out now, baby Mission of my Making plans and you need a partner. Baby, I'm your man. Tell me when do we go? You be my flower, I'll be your gardener. That's the mission, mission of my soul. Yeah, 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 yeah. The mission of my soul. 
Welcome to Emmaus Way on this third week of Advent. My name is Amy, and I'm one of the pastors here at Emmaus Way. Um, This is an exciting week. We have a lot of things going on. Uh, Most notably, we are going to be ordaining John Schantz, who is here with us from South Florida, where he's doing some great work, and we'll get a chance to hear some more about that later on. A few things today. Um, Emmaus Way, if you haven't been with us before, we are a community that, uh, as Dan likes to say, we have been captured by the gospel And we are interested in um, how God is showing up in our community, in the community of people around us um, in in Durham, and how we can be a part of that larger story that God is telling. Um, We have a couple different ways that you can get involved here. Um, Of course, our Sunday night gathering um, is very important to us, but also during the week we have several home groups, um, community groups. Those are um, different kind of themes. Some of them do dinner, some do more of a more Bible study proper. Um, But if you are interested in doing that, um, getting more involved, Elizabeth Eford, who is, I think, back with our kids tonight, her email is on our bulletin. So if you are interested in doing that, you can email her or any of of our pastors. Also, we have a pub group that um, Dan Rhodes, right here, um, runs, and that is on Thursday nights we do a kind of talk about theology, talk about current events, um, drink beer, it's very informal, relaxing, um, so that's on Thursday nights. Um, we have a lot of things coming up these next couple of weeks um, in preparation for Christmas. We have um, on uh, Christmas Eve, we are actually doing a joint service with All Saints UMC um, in Raleigh, um, Briar Creek area, is that right? Um, and we will be, they actually hold their Christmas Eve service in a barn. And so um, if you are in town and interested in worshiping with this community, that's where we'll be. Um, and you can talk to Dan for more information, and we'll have um, more information in the coming weeks about that. And then on Christmas, we, um, for I think seven years now, have been doing, this will be our seventh year, we are doing um, Feeding Our Friends, which is a meal that we um, are involved with at Antioch Baptist Church. Um, and so that will start at about, it goes from 11 to 2, is that correct? Um, and Denise is going to tell us a little bit more about that and then about our coat drive and uh, sock donation. I hear we're doing well on socks, though. Yes, we actually um, partnered with another church to get 200 socks to give out on Christmas Day as a part of a gift bag. And we already have our 200 socks, so that's great. Um, this other congregation kind of went gangbusters, and they're baking gingerbread cookies and stuff. Show but there are still ways yeah, to help out. Um, we need cakes and pies and cider for Christmas Day. So if you're not going to be around and can't deliver those, um, you take money as well. And also, I'd just like to, since we have our socks, um, encourage people to think about giving um, to Antioch builds community, the organization, because we do um, run a house that is for people who have recently been released from prison and are trying to get back on their feet. And sometimes when you leave jail, you might have $40, and that's it, and you're expected to be a taxpaying citizen after that. And so trying to give people some hope by providing housing. So um, you might want to consider that as a Christmas donation, and you can talk to me about that. And here's a sign-up sheet. Um, in addition to all the stuff happening Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, we're setting up the fellowship hall. And then on December 20th, we're wrapping the gifts that we'll give to each person who comes to the meal. So. Great. And are we still um, collecting coats? Are coats still needed? Yes. Great. Wonderful. And we, you can bring those um, any of the Sundays coming up or on that day, um, that on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Two more things. We have a welcome dinner coming up on December 17th, which is a week from yesterday. And that is going to be hosted by me and my husband, Travis, and um, the Rodenheisers, who actually live across the street from us. Um, it is going to be a dinner for anybody who is new in the community or um, wants to get plugged in or just wants to get together and have good dinner. So if you are interested in that, there's a, potla- or there's a sign up um, out here on our front table. Um, the second thing is on January 1st, we're going to be having a chili dinner. Um, as you can see by the spread behind me, that we really like food around here, and we do it well. And so we're going to have several different types of chili. 
Um, there'll be a sign up in the weekly this week for that. Um, but be thinking if you have a, a great recipe you want to share, specifically if there are any vegetarian recipes, we always need one of those. So, um, yeah, be looking forward to that. Um, is there anything you had, Wade? You look like you wanted to say something. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just excited about the chili. I, I totally understand. <laughs> I totally understand. But welcome to May's Way. We're glad to, to be with you tonight. So, welcome everyone. This is... We've reached the third week of Advent now, which is the four-week period leading up to anticipating Christmas Day. Um, as part of our observance, each week we've been lighting a candle on the Advent wreath, which we've placed in the center of our worship space um, tonight and every week. Um, we started the first week by lighting a candle of expectation, emphasizing that we're looking forward to a future event that hasn't arrived yet. Um, but we recognize that expectation um, isn't necessarily a positive thing to everyone. So last week we um, clarified that expectation by talking about hope. Um, since our expectation is for the arrival of Jesus, who's the one who shows us what God is like and what the world can be like through God, um, we can look to Christmas Day through the lens of hope. So as we reach the third week of Advent tonight, um, we emphasize the reality of illumination. Um, and we turn fairly decidedly from uh, a posture of expectation to one of celebration. Um, tonight, more candles on the wreath will be lit than will be unlit. Um, so our hopefulness and our confidence will sort of continue to grow as we see this promise of Advent unfolding on the wreath. Um, we remember the words of Jesus from John 8:12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Um, so today we light the candle of illumination, celebrating the imminent arrival of Jesus and expressing gratitude for how the revelation of Jesus is illuminating our lives. Um, this is especially poignant tonight as we're recognizing God's work through John Chance and ordaining him uh, in the light of this community and as a sort of beacon of light um, in, a, in another community. Um, another one of the natural outgrowths of illumination is the practice of hospitality, where we share with others the gifts, that God, the gifts of God that we've experienced and the light of Christ that has illumined our own lives. And so as part of that tonight, we'll experience uh, a shared meal in a very physical, tangible way. We will be hospitable to each other um, providing food for one another and serving one another in that way. Um, but also through deed and conversation and uh, through the, the stations of worship tonight, uh, we will be experiencing these practices of illumination and, and hospitality. So let's go ahead. We'll relight the first Advent candle to remind us of our ongoing expectancy of Jesus' coming. We also light the second candle of hope which clarifies our posture of expectation. And now tonight we light the third candle of illumination. Together we declare and celebrate that Jesus is the light of the world and that his light is shining in the midst of our worship. Thanks, everybody. Um, looking forward to um, Advent the rest of the year, Christmas. Uh, Wait, I have kind of a similar emotional experience to chili dinner. The last time we had it was so good. It was like nine or ten different kinds. And we were uh, so, and, and to clarify that on New Year's Day, we will, besides kind of have a meal, we'll have what we've done on a lot of holidays, uh, a gathered time of liturgical prayer for the community and for our greater community. And that will be like a 25 20-minute liturgy as well. So basically a festive meal and a, a time of prayer together, which I, I think will be uh, really fun to do on the, on the first day of the year together. So again, it's good to be. This is a great night, by the way. Uh, John Schantz has been with us. Uh, John, when did you get to town? Uh, 
on Thursday, and uh, most of you, if you've only been here, you know, just a year or less, then you don't know John, uh, but John was with us as um, a seminarian for three years here. In fact, like a lot of folks, Amy and Travis and a bunch of folks that are part of, of, of Duke Divinity, he was here with friends the very first week, and um, I, I remember those days as kind of a Divinity student. There's so many things that pull you in multiple directions, it's hard to do that, but he was very, very, very present to this community and a part of it in lots of ways, from pub group to serving. And uh, so, John, if you would come join me here, um, um, we're going to talk a little bit about what John is up to first before we get into the business of ordaining. But this is, I wanted to say last night, uh, or repeat what we said last night, this has been our tradition, and it's an open tradition, but before we ordain people, one of the things that we do is we, we usually gather and have kind of a, a toast, a conversation where we bless that person. And, and, and in that old biblical way of blessing, of, of just saying what we love and value in them, and that was not a very difficult thing to do last night with John in the sense that, 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 that there's so much that we, we value and bless in his life. What I said, and this is something that I, I have learned a ton from from John. John is one of the most humble people that I know. And you know, one of the things that I think sometimes with ministry, you you almost want to jettison humility because for fear that it it makes you soft. You want to be somebody who has a plan, somebody who knows what's going on, somebody that says, Hey, follow me because I know exactly where I'm going and I know exactly where God is. And and of course, most of the people who say those things don't know either of them. And and John is one of those people who has just brought an incredible humility to his time in this community as a servant, as a friend, uh, in his path and journey. So, John, we, I mean, you really are somebody that it's exciting for us to gather. And another thing I want to say that's been fun for us as a community is obviously being in an academic community and being near uh, several divinity schools, one of the things that we understand is as a blessed part of our mission here is to walk with people through their training and and to be able at the end of that time to give them, to send them out, to to place them in another place, to to love them from a distance. And so, John, this is another opportunity for us to be Emmaus Way by... uh, by uh, very sadly leaving you in South Florida, but, but, but very proudly having been a part of your, your journey. So, you know, even before we kind of get into the liturgy, um, let's, let's talk to folks about what you're doing. I mean, we're, it, it, one, this doesn't happen often for seminary, but you got here and said, you know what I'd like to do after three years is, and you're basically doing that. So why don't you grab the mic and tell people about what's going on in South Florida. It's something that really is a community we would love to have a, a role in as well. So this is helpful for us. So John, give us the scoop. Yeah, sure. I guess, first of all, it's 70 degrees in Miami right now. So if you want to come visit, no, um, it's, this community is really special to me. And um, I was, actually before I got here, I was talking with my dad and uh, AJ, and we were, me and my dad were kind of talking about um, different experiences we've had in church. So my dad has been a music director and, and stuff like that. And, um, and I, I said to him, you know, when I was like, when I was young, uh, when I was like 10 years old, we just had a couple of really, really bad experiences. And my dad was really hurt in a lot of ways. Um, by pastors, and I said, when I was 10 years old, like, I had pretty much decided that pastors were evil people, um, and, uh, and, and here I am today, and it was a, it was a very, very difficult, like, process <laughs> to recognize that, that, um, you know, there, there were pastors out here, there who really showed me um, what it means to be in ministry and what it means to lead um, in a very, very special way and to care about people. And, and so this community actually was really the community that gave me the courage to be who I felt like I always was um, and the person that I want to be. And so that's why this community is really special to me. And I know that, you know, you have always, you, the people who started this community might not have guessed that this would happen for somebody, you know, some seminarian would come and would spend three years and, and be in this community and then um, and be ordained by this community. Um, and so it's a very, very special place to me. Um, and so I thank you all for, for all of all you've done for me and the stuff that you've taught me and, and giving me the courage to, um, to get up here and say, this, you know, this is kind of who I am. Um, but I, about almost a year ago now, I took a trip to the, with, with Duke. I went to the Mexican border between U.S. and Arizona, and 
I I was there, and a couple a, a year earlier, I'd been to Central America, and I went and visited uh, this ministry down in Florida City, um, which actually my my boss is here today with her uh, husband, and I had gotten a chance to go down there and see this ministry down there, and um, really enjoyed all the people down there, and then I went to Central America, and then later on I went. Uh, to the U.S.-Mexican border, and I went to this other ministry that kind of did the same kind of things that they do down in Florida City, and I remember there was one night before we left, I was, I thought to myself, like, I, I, I kept thinking about this place in Florida City, this place branches, and I kept thinking about it, like, over and over, and I remember asking this fellow student, I was like, you know, I just keep thinking about this place, and he said, we should probably go there, and I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> And, um, and I had called Kim, uh, my boss, and, and I had said, you know, I think this is where God's leading me. Um, and I don't really know what it means. And she said, all right, well, let's try to make it happen. And, and here I am, and I, I went down there, and, and uh, Kim actually started the organization that, that um, I work for. And she, after Hurricane Andrew, she, she went around, knocked on doors, and said, what do you all need, um, this community? What do you need? And a lot of people said, well, we need care for our kids um and so um she started this something more than an after school program really it's it's after school tutoring it's enrichment activities it's um uh different types of stuff like that so it's it's kind of actually similar to what goes on here at the reality center um and so she started this this organization and and our community is mostly it's mostly an immigrant community mostly haitian central american mexican um, and so, so we try to um, give the educational opportunities um, that we feel like the kids in our community deserve. Um, and not only that, but a place where they can come and feel valued and feel loved. Um, that's really, I think, the goal uh, for me is when, when other people tell um, our kids every single day, wh- whether they go home, when they go to school, and, they, and people tell them consistently, like, you are a bad kid, like, you are... A terrible kid that they can come to a place and where we say something different um, and we say that they are good and that they are valued um, and so that's that's really um, kind of our our mission and purpose so you call that the subtractive nature of schooling I've been writing papers but you know it, it happens so often that literally the institutions that gather around people don't build them up they tear them down and and it's exciting for you to be in a place where you are are counteracting that last night the stories you told were just unbelievable about kids in the community the work you're doing with them uh, one of the things I'd love for you to engage John with after tonight is just asking him about kind of the the, the, the crazy life you we're talking about sitting in a Starbucks on the on the highway heading into Key West, where you know tourists are coming through, and you're the type of person who's fully welcome and normal in that setting. And then also kind of living in a community where there's tremendous deprivation, there's incredible giftedness, there's a, a kind of a language that you are learning. And in many ways, it's a it's a different kind of missional life. I know for communities like ours, we, you know, we kind of sometimes, and this is not what we want to do, but we talk about going and doing mission, so to speak, rather than living in a missional context. And I think that's one of our goals as a, as a church and as a community is that uh, a sense of mission and living in God's redemptive world is a normalcy for us rather than something that we kind of work ourselves up to do. And so I think those are fantastic stories. And it's funny, I just, Kim, last night after our toast, I felt like I knew 10 or 15 people in your community just hearing John tell the stories of some of these kids, the things that he's doing. So it's great work. It's it's the type of thing that we see from a distance and say, the kingdom of God is moving. It's it, There's a, a place where, um, where the norm is is leaning into redemption, and we hope this is one of those places. And so, thank you for receiving John and the work that you're doing there. We're, we're excited about that. And and John, you know, one of the things you said in your story, which is a good one, it reminds us that we don't always know where we're going. Is you know, the first time you and I grabbed a, a coffee or a beer, maybe we were Bull McCabe's, you know, and I, I said, John, you know, what do you what do you think you're going to do after three years? And one of the first things you said was, well, I don't think I'll be ordained or be a pastor at a church. Uh, I'll, I'll do something else besides that. Um, and, and your life has been a good testimony that we don't know 
what God is doing around us. We don't know what God is doing in us. We don't know what God is doing in communities. And it's an incredible. I walked home last night going, you know, thank God that this community was here to challenge me and my assumptions about me and was there for John in some ways to guide you into a place that you weren't sure that you were going uh, three years ago. So what a delight. What a privilege that we've been a part to be a part of this journey. And it's a reminder that we're all in that journey right now. There might be something two years from now that you can't imagine that you're going to do right now, but you will be doing. So I say this every week in our worship gatherings. Listen to each other's voices. Uh, Pray, gather, smile, uh, share life together, because who knows what transformative thing will happen in the midst of being a part of a community that's looking for the presence of God. So, John, we are absolutely excited about this this day, this evening, this moment. It's, It's special for you. It's wonderful for us. So if you would, why don't you grab your liturgy of ordination? Um, Dan and Amy, I think, are going to join me here. Uh, be, please be aware that there'll be a place here where you'll be have the opportunity to come forward and lay hands and pray with John. So it's, it's a, a physical, physical time and just horn your way in here any way you want to. And I think Dan is our starter. And Dan, you were very instrumental in crafting this liturgy. So, So I realize that ordination is probably not a term that most of you encounter on a daily basis. And there can be a sense that ordination can have this kind of component to it where it's, uh, you're thinking maybe, is this kind of like skull and crossbones? Is this like the sevens club at Virginia? Is this what, what's going on here exactly? And uh, I want to kind of start us out by thinking on what we're doing here. We're in a time of Advent right now, which means that we as the people of God are looking toward uh, and remembering that God has become Emmanuel, that God has come to be with us, that God did not stay far off and leave us in our own mess, but that God jumped into the mess and began to reclaim the world and began to reclaim us in his grace. Jesus, as he was leaving his disciples having worked amongst them and having taught them and having shown them God's grace, then breathed upon them, uh, giving them the power of the Spirit and making them then the body of Christ, the body of uh, the presence of God in the world. We as the church are the descendants of those disciples who continue to live in And as the presence of Christ in the world, that we here, gathered here together, are the presence of God in the world in this location. That we hold and possess in our gathering the power of that spirit that has been given to us for living, for sharing our lives together in community, for loving one another, for displaying God's love to the world around us. So as we gather here tonight, what we're doing in ordination is we as the people who have served with John, who have lived with John, who have seen him grow up, who have loved John, who have worked with John, as the people of God and as the people who who are the ones who live in the Spirit of God are going to lay hands on John and we're going to bestow upon John a special task. We're going to say to him as the people of God that we are placing upon you, we're giving you the extra power of the Spirit to go out and perform the tasks of the kingdom with a community. It's not a professionalization per se, but it is about fulfilling a role for the community of God's people. It's about serving the ministers of God. Uh, So as we do this service tonight, we are going to bestow upon John, pray for John, bless John, and recognize and mark upon him that he has been given special gifts by God to lead God's people. So that's what we'll be doing. If you look for your liturgy sheet, we're going to start off now with some of the vows of our community. Uh, These are vows that we've taken from our minister's liturgy uh, that remind us as a community who we are in God and who we are in Christ. Uh, Everything that's in italics, you'll be reading with me. So as those gathered in the name of Christ, we commit to the following principles. To imitate Christ in thought, word, deed, and affection. To simplify our lives through seeking sustainability in the use of our time, resources, and environment. To engage missionally in Durham 
and our larger communities as a redemptive presence and in faithful service, to foster proximity and mutuality amongst our fellow ministers, and to work toward diversity and reconciliation in this community, to encourage one another in love through truthful speech, support, and prayer, to cultivate the disciplines of continual prayer, consistent and collective study of the Word of God as found in the Holy Scriptures, participation in the daily life of the community, spiritual discernment, and authentic dialogue. And we are reminded even in speaking those that those are things we do and fulfill as a community, uh, not that we always live uh, in every moment into those, but uh, in some sense we do them together. Now this is a charge to you, the, commun uh, the community of ministers here at Emmaus Way, and those of you that are ministers in the congregations uh, around us, some places here in Durham and in South Florida, uh, as you will minister to John. It will be your work and your task to proclaim by word and deed the gospel of Jesus Christ and to fashion your life in accordance with its precepts. You are to love and serve the people among whom you work, caring alike for the young and the old, the strong and the weak, both the rich and the poor. You're to proclaim the gospel, to declare God's forgiveness to penitent sinners, to pronounce God's blessing, to share in the celebration of the mysteries of Christ's body and blood, and to perform the other tasks of the gospel entrusted to you. In all that you do, you're to nourish Christ's people from the riches of his grace and strengthen them to glorify God in this life and in the life to come. This portion of the ordination is a charge to John. So John, I will uh, charge you with questions and you have responses there. And then if you'll notice, uh, there will be an opportunity. You as the community are listening to John, listening to him to speak these things. And of course, you've been doing that for four years in terms of listening to his life. Uh, so we're formalizing what we've done already as a community. But after John's responses, you'll have the opportunity to receive him as a community and to say, basically, having heard you respond in this way we this community of ministers kind of receive you into this role and bless you to serve in the manner that you've been called so John if you're uh, ready to respond um, let's see oops turn this on the right way are you persuaded that God has called you to the office of pastor I am so persuaded will you accept this call and fulfill this trust in obedience to Christ I will obey Christ and will serve in his name Will you be faithful in prayer and the study of Holy Scripture that you may have the mind of Christ? I will, for he is my help. Will you boldly proclaim and interpret the gospel of Christ, enlightening the minds and stirring up the conscience of your people? I will, in the power of the Spirit. As a pastor, will you encourage and support all people created beautifully by God in their gifts and in their ministries? Nourish them from the riches of God's grace Pray for them without ceasing and celebrate with them the sacraments of our redemption. I will, in the name of Christ, the shepherd and bishop of our souls. Will you guard the faith, unity, and discipline of the church? I will, for the love of God. Will you be merciful to all, show compassion to the poor and strangers, and defend those who have no helper? I will, for the sake of Christ Jesus. Of course, you're doing that. Uh, it's our chance to respond as a community. Is it your will that we receive and ordain John as a pastor of the, uh, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ? That is our will. Will you uphold John loving, supporting, and blessing him as he leads and serves our community and his community in South Florida? We will. Amy, I think you're turn to lead us in prayers. After I read um, this little section here, I'm going to invite you to um, come and to gather around John. I realize that um, everybody will not be able to lay hands upon him, um, but if you could get, make a circle around him, perhaps lay your hand on the shoulder of the person in front of you, um, and there will be a time that we're going to leave open for um, prayers, for affirmations, uh, for hopes and dreams that you have for John, for things that you see in him um, that you know are from God, places in his life 
um, that, that have touched you um, and things that, that you just want to speak to him um, in this gathered community. The scriptures tell us that our Savior Christ spent the whole night in prayer before he chose and sent forth his 12 apostles. Likewise, the apostles prayed before they appointed Matthias to be one of their number. Let us, therefore, follow their examples and offer our prayers to Almighty God as we ordain John for the work to which we trust the Holy Spirit has called him. The Lord be with you. Would you come and gather around John at this time? I know that um, John's community in Florida City has brought a stole, and I would like to ask him and Ray if you would um, place the stole upon John's shoulders as we pray for him. John, we thank you for his time with us here. We thank you that he's been bold in being a part of the community in Florida. Um, God, we pray for good rest for John, that in the midst of ministering to people, he would also be able to receive from people, and that, um, Lord, that you would help him to have good boundaries um, with work and free time in a place where that's not really two separate things. And we just ask that you would rejuvenate his soul and continue to feed him. Lord, we also pray for John as he um, uses the Spanish that he's been practicing, that I would continue to build bridges with people there. And God, we also ask that you would just give him an ear for a creole, that he would be able to learn some of that language too and be able to continue um, connecting with people. God, John told us last night about some redemptive conversations that he has in very unlikely places, and we pray for more of those, that he might be able to counter uh, friends, persons in his community that not only uh, tell the story of your presence there, but uh, tell the story of life there. I pray that you would give power to John's words and that his life, his choices, his decisions would also speak powerfully. God, we thank you for what a blessing John is and uh, what a wonderful friend and confidant and colleague he's uh, been while he's been here. Um, Lord, we pray that as he goes out and as he ministers uh, in your world that you would make him a beacon of hope that as we are reminded during this time of Advent that uh, we are hopeful because you are at work uh, and that your presence comes. Uh, God, let him be a person who uh, displays your presence uh, amidst uh, some really tough areas and in some tough places. Uh, God, uh, protect him and lift him up in that service so that not that he would find uh, glory in himself, but God, that uh, he would display to those around him that uh, there is a God who cares for them and that is interested in redeeming. God, I met John uh, five or six years ago at a camp in Florida. And I remember the end of the summer that someone told me, asked me uh, if there's anyone that I'd rather, that I'd like to get to know better. Um, and John Chance was one of those people because of the way that he thought and the way that he challenged us. And um, we got to spend more time with him there and live with him here in Durham. Um, and uh, I just think back in the way that John has challenged me in my faith and thinking out, outside of my comfort zone and even brought me into this place in a Emmaus way the first week we moved here. Um, and that how different my life would have been without him in my life too. Um, just to push, push me and to, to be a leader to the people here in, in my life and 
just the way that he's lived his life um, and the way that he's pursued um, your will. And just I ask you to just bless him as he um, continues to challenge and lead the people around him. And, um, and just ask you to give him, like Sarah said, just that rest um, that, he, that he needs and, um, and just to, to give him strength and the endurance to keep going in a place um, that, that might be hard to to always keep going. And we just thank you for allowing him to, to be here and help us to see him grow and to help us in the way that you've helped us grow through him. Holy God, I, I, uh, I am so grateful for the, for the brother um, that John is. I pray that God, as he goes into ministry, that God, you would bless him abundantly, that you would surround him with people who are fanning his gifts into flame, Father. Uh, that in places where there are no peace, that, God, he would be your voice, that he would speak words of peace and reconciliation, Father, um, and that, God, you would grow him in boldness and your steadfast love, that that would surround him, and that, God, your mercy, your mercy would just be pouring out on him and the community in which he is serving. We thank you for the gift, the gift of grace that he is. Uh, Lord, be with him and encourage him. And we pray that the Spirit, God, would continue to stir the things on his heart and his mind. God, we are thankful for John's kindness. Anybody who has met John knows that that is what draws people to him, his kind and his open heart. Um, and I just pray for protection of that, that as he is a beacon uh, to people, that um, that kindness would, would remain and that... Um, he would be the one to speak words of hope um, where there is no hope and that, that people would continually be drawn to him um, and then, then we're drawn to you. God, I together here together, Lord, surrounding John, Lord, in the name of your son, Jesus, Father God. I just ask you, Lord, that you uh, empower John, Lord, because I know that the road that it is ahead of him, Lord, can be challenging, but when you walk here in earth, Father God, I know that you you suffer, Lord. You suffer for for us, Lord, and I know that John is, is going to go through uh, some struggle, Lord. But I know that by your by your name, Lord, and by the power and the love that you have pouring, John, Father God, Lord, you're going to do awesome things, Lord. You're going to change lives. You're going to uh, change families, Father God, and you're going to change John, Lord, because I know that. You, you change us, Lord, every day, Lord. And I know that through the love that you have put on John, Father God, you change him every day to be just like you, Jesus. Father God, I just I ask you, Lord, that you empower him, Lord. And, and Lord, just give him the strength. The days that he feels that he cannot do it, Lord, that he lean on you. That he know that everything is possible, Lord, because you are with him and you're giving him power to do it. And, Father God, I just thank you for John and for the awesome things, Lord, that you got to do through him. God, I'm grateful for John and for his willingness to serve, even in times that are so difficult. God, I pray that you would continue to fill him, that you would give him comfort and peace and help him to find a community that will give him as much strength as this place has given him. And God, just enable him to share your love through his words and his actions and the forgiveness that he shares each and every day. I thank you for the gift of his life, to the people of Florida City, and to you. God, we're so grateful that you called John to the ministry of the church. Um, because of him and who he is, and we've already all said this, um, because of his character and his love for people, um, the church is a better place. and the world, I think, is a better place. God asks um, that you will be in the midst um, of the good times and the bad times that John will experience. Um, and we thank you for, you know, the times that he actually, you know, they'll shed some tears, God, um, because that says something about him, the ability to, to be vulnerable and to admit that um, the world is ultimately 
in your control, and we can't always fix things so quickly. Um, but in the midst of those tears, God asks that you be with him, um, that people will be with him, support him, and to love him, and to affirm, even in those days when he's doubting what's going on around him, that you called him, and we know that to be true. Um, we just thank you for this brother. I thank you for this brother who's been not just you know a nice person, but a, a patient person. Um, so we just, we just honor you and thank you for his life and how much he's touched us all. God, I am grateful that you have allowed me to share in John's life for the gentleness that he is and in our violent and crazy world. I pray that you will give him the strength to continue to be gentle. God, sometimes we're too, too strong and rich and comfortable to uh, recognize the blessings that you promise to the meek and the poor and people who beg for peace and justice uh, because they really need it in their lives. And I pray that uh, John won't only uh, serve and love people in that situation, but can be eyes and ears for us who don't always experience what that's like and, and, uh, and can receive some of that blessing through him. God, would you hear our prayers? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I know this is not in italics, but I'm going to ask you to pray with me the following two sections, if that's okay. Let us pray. O oh God of unchangeable power and eternal light, look favorably on your whole church, that wonderful and sacred mystery, by the effectual working of your providence, carry out in tranquility the plan of salvation. Let the whole world see and know that things which were cast down are being raised up, and things which have grown old are being made new, and that all things are being brought to their perfection by him through all things were made. Your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. To you, O Father, all hearts are open. Fill, we pray, the heart of this your servant, whom you have chosen to be a pastor in your church, with such love in you, all of the people, that he may feed and tend the flock of Christ, and exercise without reproach the high priesthood to which you have called him, serving before you day and night in the ministry of reconciliation declaring pardon in your name, offering the holy gifts, and wisely overseeing the life and work of the church. In all things, may he present before you the acceptable offering of a pure and gentle and holy life through Jesus Christ, your Son, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and power and glory in the church, now and forever. For John, received as a pastor in your church, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That he may faithfully fulfill the duties of this ministry, build up your church, and glorify your name, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, he may be sustained and encouraged to persevere to the end, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
traditional that the person being ordained uh, kind of finishes the liturgy with a benediction. So John will lead us in the, uh, the final part of the benediction here. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The blessing, mercy, and grace of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Thank you guys. Thanks for participating in that. Thanks, John, for coming back. We're going to do some songs of response here before we move to our stations and communion and our potluck. So join me uh, in O Little Town of Bethlehem.
Send to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angel, the great glad tidings Longfellow wrote a poem uh, around the Civil War um, that this song, Christmas Bells, John Gorka did a remake of it. Uh, so if you're thinking about, you know, Americans fighting against Americans and people speaking the same language and multiple years of incredible bloodshed, this song has just a, a context that's in some ways hard to fathom, and yet we know that... Uh, all around the world, there are people who are in difficult situations where there's violence, war, and bloodshed. And so this idea of peace, peace on earth, can seem just insane. And so I think it's in that, in the midst of that, in that place where it seems like there is no God, where hope seems to be hopeless, that I think God still manages to show up um, with the Christ child and with uh, people that are following him. Josh and Sarah were lighting the candles. I was thinking about this song. We did it a couple years ago as our main theme for Advent. So uh, if 
you haven't heard it, uh, the chorus repeats quite a bit. Um, you are the light in my dark world. You are the light in my dark world. You are the fire that will always burn. You are the light. You are the light. You are the light in my dark world. Oh, how you shine in my times of darkness. Oh, how you shine when everything seems hopeless. Yeah, you know how to help me When I can't stand on my own Don't let go now You are the light in my dark world You are the fire I confess this, that I go home from Mayus Way on Sunday night, and it's in that quiet drive home where I go, my goodness, how incredibly lucky I am to be a part of this community with its gifts, its friendship, its, actually its pains, as well as its gifts and its, its blessings. And I think this is going to be one of those nights because there's a lot of things merging here tonight that are, are deeply special. John, you represent uh, one of the reasons that we're here, and, and it's just a delight to kind of share in your preparation, to share in your ministry, uh, to share in the work of hope, as well as we hope we will hear your stories of abject frustration as well, uh, as well as the as well as the good ones. Those are the good ones sometimes. And so this is one of those nights. Another reason this is a wonderful night for us is the, the artistry of the people that are gathered around us in terms of their unique gifts. And uh, Ian, if I want to put you on the spot, uh, and as we kind of go to our stations, Ian has been, uh, has been drawing for the last couple weeks. Uh, any heads up on what you're working on tonight, John, uh, Ian? Unfortunately, I missed that, so <laughs> you can fill me in. <laughs> it's, it's more the depiction of the absence of what that feels like in that moment. Fantastic. So we hope this is the part of our worship gathering where we get to uh, kind of have a, a, a Eucharist meal and a 
greater meal and to kind of have sacred conversations. So I, I invite you to kind of revel in those conversations. Gather around, John, you're a station tonight in terms of, uh, and ask some stories about um, about his work, uh, his journey to his work, uh, the things that might scare him, the things that excite him. So we had a chance to kind of listen to that for several hours last night and were incredibly blessed. Uh, gather around Ian and, and, and talk about what he's doing. I, I don't know that all of you know this, but Ian came very regularly when we were just starting. How old were you, Ian, when you first came? Maybe 13, 12 or so? Some, and he would, he would, by no invitation, but it was one of the most incredible gifts ever, would, would draw during our, during our gatherings. And he would make these incredible just representations of what had happened in conversation. And he would share those things. So it's fun to have him doing that again. So gather around him and ask him what he's doing and what he's thinking and his, the thoughts that he has around that. Gather around this meal that represents uh, the presence of, of Jesus's and God's jubilee on this earth. Uh, the, not only the promise of redemption, but the presence of redemption in our lives. And of course, gather around each other with the meals. And also I want to thank Katrina and Mark for the beautiful display that they've done. If you haven't had a chance to kind of walk through those doors and listen and look at the photos. There's some photos uh, up there that you will not forget. Uh, they're just absolutely staggering. So now as we've kind of concluded this formal part of our gathering, I invite you to conversation to Im- each other to the, the table that Jesus has set, the, the meal that we've set for each other. So please uh, spend your time enjoying each other, uh, uh, gathering. There's also a space in the far corner here that's a space for contemplative prayer. And so even in the den in the room, if you, if you want to gather and pray and thank, confess, uh, uh, kind of put a burden aside, please do that. And we always say this is a part of our worship gathering. Please never hesitate to gather with anyone in this community, including its pastors, if you've come with a burden tonight that you want to share with somebody and have somebody pray for that, please grab us. We will count that as a privilege. So it's a delight to worship and gather with you this evening, and I send you to the stations and the Eucharist table. Uh, go with God's speed and peace. Amen. You know how to help.